Well, the Aussie dollar is again falling faster than the US dollar. We'll look at why that is and how much of it is China again. Equity markets in the US are still confused, but maybe earnings results will pull them out of their misery one way or the other. They get underway this week. Fed speakers remain hawkish. We'll try and piece together also what we can from the latest US data. And the NAB business survey today is confidence sliding. And isn't that bad news that's actually good news in these confusing times? It's Tuesday, the 11th of July, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, my apologies that we are a bit late with the morning call this morning. It's been an ordeal, including sticking a laptop computer in a refrigerator to try and cool it down. But we're here now. The US dollar fell through Monday in the United States. It's a quarter percent down on the DXY, but the Aussie is also down, losing 0.2% down to below 66.8 US cents. And the US dollar down 0.6% against the Japanese yen, the biggest currency move that we've seen amongst the majors in the last 24 hours. There's also been some upward movement in shares. The Dow is up 0.6%, the S&P up up 0.2%, the Nasdaq up 0.2%, having been in the red for most of the session. But European equities are on the rise, half percent up for the Eurostoxx 50 and the DAX, a quarter percent up for the FTSE 100. And bond yields, well, some fairly significant falls. Ten-year treasuries are down six basis points, back to 4%. A similar size move down in Canada. But Europe is mixed, but moves are generally only one or two basis points there in either direction. Australian 10 years finished the day up three basis points yesterday at 42 but dropping seven basis points on futures overnight and oil falling back today. 1.2% off WTI, 1.1% off Brent, down to 77.60 a barrel. So, never mind all of that. Why does the Aussie dollar continue to underperform? Nabs Rodrigo Catrill is with me this morning. He'll explain, and I suspect it's going to include the word China. We've had a bit of news, haven't we, from China? Uh, the inflation numbers in- included, which is deflationary, minus 0.2% month on month for June and uh, year on year for producer prices down to minus 5.4%, more than expected. So what is going on? Uh, morning, Phil. Yes. So uh, yesterday we got those news coming from China and um, you you spell out the sort of the, the numbers. But uh, I think that the key one is the fact that if you look at the month on month CPI reading, it was actually flat. Mm. So, um, uh, you know, deflation is, is sort of a word that many central banks are really looking for. But in China, it's, it's really a reflection of, of weak uh, domestic demand. Uh, and that is a major concern. And yet another uh, sign that the, the economy is in desperate need of, of, of help. Um, you know, we've been talking about the issues around China. Uh, it's really the consumer that has become very, very uh, cautious uh, with the private sector also not willing to invest. Um, so in a scenario like that, um, even lowering the price of borrowing, if you like, um, it, it's, it's, it, nothing happens. Because, yeah. um, so they run out of ideas because normally they're fairly quick, aren't they, to come in with some sort of stimulus, but we're not seeing that because they don't know what to well, do. Well, yeah. So, so what is happening is that there's been a lot of consultation, a lot of exercise of, of debating and talking around uh, with um, uh, relevant parties to to supposedly device and and come up with this grand plan. Um, now, what is a little bit encouraging over the weekend, we had those news that um, uh, a further increase to uh, support uh, those local funding uh, vehicles uh, was being debated, and and the, finally we're talking about a, a genuine fiscal spending, which is what we need to see, uh, and and let's talk about. Uh, potentially, you know, increasing around one trillion of uh, of uh, funding for for that part of the economy, 
Um, and then overnight, we also had news uh, around um, uh, the PBOC supporting loan measures for, for the property sector as well. So um, there's a lot of discussion going on. And every day we have new sort of uh, measurements being proposed and so on. Um, but what hasn't happened yet is that confirmation of, of you know, what they're going to do. And, and so and still the Aussie dollar are, keeps on sinking. Well, yeah, and, and until we have those concrete news, we, we mm. think that not only the Aussie dollar, but CNY will remain under pressure. Um, what is encouraging, though, in terms of that, that sound bites that we're getting is that finally we're talking about fiscal spending, whereas before the, those numbers had not been raised. Uh, so uh, we, we still think that something um, will be announced uh, potentially over the coming weeks. Um, that Politburo meeting, which is headed by President Xi, is, is the key one, and, and we don't know yet exactly when it's going to happen. Um, uh, but f- as you say, until now, and, and the data will continue to print softly, softly, uh, that will continue to put pressure on, on sentiment and, and the Aussie dollar as well, uh, which is also being reflected by move lower in iron ore prices overnight as well. So what about the yen then? So, you know, another low interest, relatively low, you know, everything's relative low inflation economy. And obviously it's a lot high, it's higher for them than it, you, they're used to. But the eco watchers yeah. survey fell a little from uh, 53.6 in June from 55 in May, but still well over 50. So obviously the expectation is the economy is, is still growing and will continue to. Yeah. So the, the Japanese story is that on a relative basis, they're actually doing really well. Uh, you look at the equity market, you look at the, mm. the, the economy itself and it's performing. Um, part of that, of course, is, it's been that all Tracy monetary policy setting, uh, which is really sort of been the main driver for that yen weakness that we've seen in, in over the past, you know, 12 months, even more. Um, but in terms of the move lower uh, in dollar yen overnight, that's really a reflection of, of two things. One, um, you know, treasury yields have, have, have moved lower significantly, led by the, the belly of the curve. Um, whilst at the same time, you know, the, the market is becoming a little bit more wary uh, about what this ending season would look like in the US. And that cautiousness is also being favored uh, by a little bit of support for, for the yen as well. Yeah. So actually, I mean, talking about uh, treasuries then, so 11 basis points off two-year notes today, down to 4.85%, 10 years are down 7 to just over 4%. So that 210 inversion, I mean, it has been deepening. It's minus 85 today, but it was, uh, what, 110 last week. And of course, the trend has been deepening since, you know, the inversion started in the middle of last year. So this, you know, this recession fear, this signal of recession, if that's what it is, just keeps on getting louder. Is it going to happen? Well, yeah. So, so there's two, there's two sort of dynamics at play here. One, uh, from a central bank perspective, we've had, um, uh, four central Fed speakers overnight. Uh, three of them were very much adamant of the idea that further rate hikes are needed. Mm. Um, you know, Dali and Mester uh, in particular, um, and Barr, uh, they were all talking about the idea that inflation is still too, too high. And uh, particularly, you know, when you look at the PC reading, um, and therefore, further tightening is still required, uh, particularly, uh, you know, bear in mind that the labor market still remains tight. Um, uh, Atlanta Fed, a Bostic was um, a kind of the, the odd one out, if you like, saying that quite a lot of tightening has already occurred and that he's more willing to be patient to see that the data, what the data will do over coming months. Uh, but overall, the message coming from, from the Fed is that there's more tightening that is required. That has been a factor of, you know, lifting yields, particularly in the front end in the, in, in the, in the U.S. Treasury curve. Um, but now that there's a little bit of concern that maybe that turn in the data is coming and, and it could be faster than, than many expect. Um, and I know it Yeah. Yeah. And the, we had Morgan Stanley, uh, recommending 
behind the belly of the curve overnight. And that's been one of the factors why we saw um, that move lower in yields, because they expect, as we do as well, that inflation will come quite quickly, will come down quickly over coming months. Yeah. And, you know, does that mean they've done one or two rate hikes too many? So Loretta Mester from the Cleveland Fed, you mentioned, uh, somewhat higher is what she's saying. That sounds like a lot to me. That's not just one rate hike. Somewhat higher sounds like two at least, doesn't it? Yes, and she actually also said that uh, you know the dots uh, were true, genuine reflection where she thinks mm. uh, uh, rates should be. So it kind of favors the view that two more rate hikes are needed. Um, saying that, um, um, Mester also kind of point out that you know there's still evidence that uh, the economy is slowing, uh, and if we were to see further slowdown, um, that that will be encouraging in terms of you know the policy being effective uh, in terms of bringing inflation down. So. Uh, to me, that's a reminder that, you know, central banks will talk the, the hawkish talk uh, because inflation is still too high. But if inflation does come down, that narrative can change very quickly. So, um, I mean, there wasn't a lot of data, was there? Just small bits and pieces like used car uh, prices. Uh, we saw falling them down 4.2% month on month. Presumably that's because it's now easier to get a new car. So that's brought down used prices. Wholesale inventories that are expected to fall didn't. And I'm assuming that's a good sign because if inventories fall, then there's all more, all the more reason for suppliers to increase prices. So bits and pieces there. But I love the one in the Wall Street Journal today. If you want a sign of how much the US economy is slowing down, wait times at Disney World on the 4th of July. The average queue length for the Magic Kingdom in 2019 was 47 minutes. Uh, this year, it's 27 minutes. So there we are. Uh, you know, there if you, you uh, I mean, that's got to be a, a surefire indicator, hasn't it, of a slowdown in the US economy. Uh, <laughs> but equity investors, uh, all of a sudden more cautious. Uh, earnings season kicking off this week, that might have a bit to do with it. I mean, if we find weak earnings, then that might not be good for shareholders, but uh, presumably it would, it, it would encourage the Fed, wouldn't it, to tread a bit more carefully if they see that companies are starting to struggle and a sign that inflation is not, you know, then presumably being passed on through through producer prices. Um, yes, to a certain extent. But um, in terms of how the um, uh, positioning has been from uh, Fed Chair Powell and other Fed speakers, um, we've got to remember that for now, the, 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 I think Mester talked about that the main problem or challenge is, is inflation. Mm. Um, you know, slowing down the economy uh, is, is part of the solution to, to get that uh, going. Um, and I think that the Fed will only act or change its tune until you see lower prints of inflation. Even if you get you know, increase in unemployment, uh, declining jobs, uh, all of that is part of the medicine that is needed in order to, to, to get inflation down. So um, a wobble in the equity market at these levels, I don't think will be a, a problem to them. If you were to see a significant decline, you know, sort of 20% drop, then maybe the, the, the tune changes. But for now, uh, I don't think it will be a deterrent for them to continue hiking. Right. Well, uh, we'll see what those earnings bring, won't we, over the next few weeks. Look, uh, useful numbers today. The Westpac Consumer Confidence for Australia, uh, but more significant, of course, the NAB Business Survey out at lunchtime. I'm assuming that the RBA, you know, it's going to be... Uh, Bad news is good news. They would like to see confidence fall. They'd like to feel, see the companies are less inclined or less able again to, to, to put their prices up. They want to see things slow down, basically. Yes. And we got to remember that the, the, the last survey showed quite a notable decline, not only in the headline reading, but in trading and profit, profitability and employment subcomponents. So further easing in terms of that, those, those numbers will be encouraging for, 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 uh, for the RBA. Uh, and in particular, what was 
a bit sticky was those prices numbers. Uh, so if we were to see a bit of decline in those prices indices, um, that would also be encouraging for the RBI. So lots to look at in, in terms of the details the survey will reveal uh, this morning. Right. On the shopping front, uh, retail card spending for New Zealand. First off today, we get the uh, British Retail Consortium's consumer um, retail sales numbers as well. Yes. And um, so the, the important one of all of that is also we get the UK labour market data. Yeah, um, coming to that. You know, the, yeah. <laughs> Governor Bailey has been talking over the overnight uh, and talking about how the, you know, wages is being one of the major concerns. He thinks inflation will come down over coming months and quarters, which is encouraging, and that that all the tightening hasn't yet kicked in and affected the economy. So there's a lot of more impact coming there in terms of slowing down the economy. But importantly. Uh, the labor market remains tight and, and uh, wages still remain way too elevated to yeah. where they need to be in for inflation to come down. So <clears throat> the numbers will be super important. Um, then, the, you know, the market is still expecting that employment rate to be unchanged at 3.8 and for jobs to be plus 80,000. So still, you know, a pretty healthy reading in terms of how the, the labor market is doing. And, and more importantly will be what happens to those average weekly earnings, which at the moment are still seeing, you know, coming close to, to that 7%, uh, which will be way too high uh, for, for the liking of the Bank of England. Taking a long time, isn't it, for the Bank of England, that's for sure. And uh, the Zoo Economic Sentiment Survey for Germany and the Euro area today as well, and the NFIB Small Business Optimism Survey in the US. But that is, uh, that's about it. That'll do for now. Good to yep. talk. Catch you soon, Rodrigo. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Phil. Take it easy. Cheers. And I've got to go before my computer overheats again. I'll be getting a new one for tomorrow morning. That's it for now, though. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Yeah.